Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined with the awesome uh, David Menkoff. Dave, how you doing tonight? We already had our first two tastes of basketball, the first two-game slate for NBA uh, resumption opening day, I guess you can call it, and then a quality slate tonight. Uh, we are actually recording this uh, very late tonight. The Rockets and Mavs game is almost finishing up on 731. Uh, when you guys hear this tomorrow on October, or August 1st, you'll be hopefully listening to this on your commute, but uh, Dave, how you doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. I'm uh, really excited. Basketball is back. Uh, couldn't be happier. The bubble is exciting. Um, I have to say it. I'm really enjoying this this format. <laughs> yeah, uh, we get game after game after game coming up every uh, for the next couple weeks, and I hope the bubble works out because what we're seeing in the in Major League Baseball is outbreak after outbreak. Uh, but the bubble, <laughs> the bubble looks pretty good so far. So let's keep it going. Uh, yeah, we got a we got a good docket on tonight. Uh, this is the third day back. Dave and I were talking before we went on. We like this game, these games as real life basketball, but for DFS, it's kind of tricky. Um, but that's what we'll touch into. So the first game on the docket starts at 1 p.m. tomorrow, guys. So you're gonna want to get in, get in your lineups really early. Uh, we have a game at one, and then another at 3:30, 6, 7, and then 8:30 is the nightcap. Uh, but this first game starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Heat versus the Nuggets. The Heat are favored. Um, sorry, excuse me. The Nuggets are favored by one point um, with a negative 125 money line. The Heat have a net plus 105 money line with an over/under coming in at the lowest of the night at 211. Uh, Dave, there's. I remember we were on here last Friday, uh, last week, talking about the Heat, and there was no Bam or uh, Kendrick Nunn. They wound up coming back the next day, I believe. Uh, so they're they're ready to go. Uh, Gary Harris is not there. Will Barton will not play. Uh, Jamal, Mur- yeah, Jamal Murray is questionable, but he's probably going to play. Uh, with all this big news, what do you like about the Heat and Nuggets? What don't you like? Uh, where, where are you looking? Yeah, it's a great call out. Um, as you mentioned, uh, this this slate is certainly going to be exciting from a game perspective, but not as much maybe from a DFS perspective. But even more exciting, uh, getting some some lower owned guys. So starting with this matchup um, on the on the Miami Heat side, um, like you mentioned Bam Adebayo, a guy that um, that was very consistent before we we hit pause in the season. He's coming in at a pretty reasonable price tag based on his output potential, 8,100. Really like him, um, as well as Jimmy Butler. 
He's priced sub 8,000 right now at 7,600 on DraftKings. Another guy I'm going to be targeting pretty heavily from Miami side um, in a lot of my lineups. And then you mentioned as well, Kendrick Nunn, a guy who hasn't played much um, from a scrimmage perspective, but a guy that um, can get hot at any point. Um, and he's coming in on DraftKings shade over 5,000 or 5,200. So he's another guy that I'll, I'll be looking at a little bit. Um, not a huge focus for any of my lineups, but maybe um, some of my more of my GPP builds um, versus my cash lineups for sure. Yeah, I like that. And um, just so the viewers know, guys, the Heat and Nuggets are two of the bottom three teams in, in pace of play. Uh, so that is why that coupled with they're both pretty good defensive teams, especially the Heat, is why they are the low low over under on the night. Uh, but I'm with you. I if if I'm going to target anybody on the Heat. Uh, especially in this game, it's Bam Bam Adebayo. Uh, born on a born Adebayo is as I like to call him. Uh, that's a little CCR reference. Um, but yeah, I like for 8100. That's pretty good. He's averaging 1.18 fantasy points per minute. Uh, not not too high priced, but uh, we know jo- Jokic is not the greatest of defenders. So he's going to be going up against Jokic. He can get a shot off, and uh, he gets he racks up defensive numbers and hustle stats. So I don't mind him there. Uh, Butler, as you mentioned, he is, I believe, uh, he's the second highest shooting guard priced on the docket. But 7,600 really is not that much. Uh, he's another guy averaging 1.2 fantasy points per minute. Um, interesting fact about the Heat. All When everybody is healthy, Butler, Nunn, Drogic, Hero, and Bam, that's five guys, are all within 25.5 and 21.1% usage. So there really is no massive usage monster when everybody is healthy. Um, so, But that's why I like those top two guys. And I'll throw in another guy. You mentioned uh, Kendrick Nunn. I kind of like, if I'm going to go in the bargain bin here, Tyler Hero, he had a pretty good game his last game, and he's only... 3100. Uh, if you're cheap and if you're looking for cheap scorers who can shoot threes, and that's what the Nuggets kind of give up, especially without Gary Harris out there and Will Barton, uh, that's a guy I would look for who can get hot in a moment. But how about the Nuggets? Who are you liking on the Nuggets? Because me personally, there, this is where I think the most value of the DFS slate uh, for cheap value is at. Couldn't agree more, actually, <laughs> um, on the Nuggets side. I mean, you mentioned it, uh, Slim Jokic, as, as he's going by <laughs> right now. Um, he's coming in at only 9,000. Um, and with his new, potentially swift game, uh, with, with his new, uh, new body type that he's bringing back, um, it's exciting. So uh, that's someone I, I would probably target um, in, in a good a fair share of my lineups. And then you mentioned, as far as bargain bin guys, um, a, a guy that's been really putting up some pretty decent numbers during scrimmages um, is Bull Ball. Um, he's coming in at min price of three thousand, um, and he should get some run uh, for the Nuggets, uh, a decent amount minutes, uh, considering how he played during scrimmages. So I expect him to easily hit value at that min price of three thousand. It's it's definitely worth a shot throwing in your lineups. And then another guy that's really stepped up with the absence of Gary Harris and Jamal Murray has been a guy, Torrey Craig, um, also min price at $3,000. So those are my two dumpster diving value plays, uh, I would think, of, of the entire slate, for, 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 at least on my end. What, what about you? Uh, so we're close, but a little apart on this. Like, I believe there's a lot of value on the Nuggets as well, but I'm kind of looking a little bit different. Um, the new Slim Jokic is something that's exciting. 
for me, I don't know if I want it in this game. I kind of want to see a game or two from him. Uh, Bam Adebayo is one of the best defenders in the league, whether he can guard on the out on the perimeter, he can guard in the interior, he can guard anybody anywhere. Uh, so that is a little questionable to me. And at 9000 that's not a bad price tag, as you mentioned. But there are there is another guy I'm looking at that we'll get to later that's close to that. Um I like the the ball ball thing is we got to get to the elephant in the room. Uh, ball ball is here. I don't know if I want to put too much stock in him in his first NBA game. He has as much NBA experience as I do currently, <laughs> which is funny to think this guy was crushing in scrimmages. But um, there is no Gary Harris. There is no Will Barton. So he should see some minutes. Uh, but there is another guy who's, who came back and, and lit it up as well in Michael Porter Jr., who is also only minimum price at $3,000. Uh, that is the guy that I'm starring on my list. He should start over Bol Bol or, or Jeremy Grant. Uh, that's a guy who I'm targeting very heavily because I, I think he can blow up potential uh, all the time. Uh, Bol Bol, I, like, I like him, but I, I need to see it actually in a game before I invest. But if you're... If you're trying to pay up for big guys and you need bargain bins, he is mid-price too, uh, like mid-level price at very as cheap as you can get. Uh, a couple other guys I'll throw out there. Paul Millsap is secretly with everybody that's uh, without Gary Harris and um, Will Barton. He's only played 50 minutes without those two guys, but he's secretly in those 50 minutes, which is the smallest of sample size. He's averaging nearly two fantasy points per minute, which is insane. Uh, he's only 4,900. If you're going to the, the weakest point on the heat for an individual def- defender is their power forward position. So maybe I look there. Uh, Drami Grant, if you're bargain binning, again, is only 4000 He could get a start at small forward and bump Porter Jr. to shooting guard because uh, they are missing two of their starters on the wings. And uh, if you're just really digging again, Troy Daniels might start at shooting guard and he can get hot. But to me, I'm just looking mainly at Porter Jr., uh, Millsap, and if you need to, Bull Ball. All right, I love it. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was a great call. Um, uh, that, that's a guy that I think pre-break everyone was very excited because he, of, of any of the Nuggets, um, definitely shown at least in his early, early, very young career that when he's not injured, he can really light it up. So from a fantasy perspective, certainly a guy that that's, has some great boomer bust potential. Yeah, and, and it's funny because uh, – Bull Bull will probably get some minutes at small forward, power forward, center. He and uh, he missed a lot of time with an injury, and so did Michael Porter Jr. Um, so that guy's no no health. Um, he's not health, a risk averse as well. But for at three thousand, if you're going to dig for someone, those could be good calls. And I would like I would wait to see what happens with Jamal Murray because if he doesn't play. Uh, that just gives these guys even more value because they're going to see more minutes and this lineup's going to shake up again. Maybe maybe they do go with that huge lineup again. Uh, we don't know. But we'll, we'll see what happens if Jamal Murray can't make it. But yeah, I think we're, we're both on the page that the Nuggets have a lot of value out there. Uh, probably, or without a doubt, the most on the slate, which is uh, if you're digging for, for cheap, cheap plays, it's, it's going to be in that, that Nugget team. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, so the second game on the slate is another really good real-life basketball game. Uh, two playoff teams, two teams jockeying for position. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about what that means for um, DFS. And this is the Jazz, who are playing their second game since the restart. They played on opening night um, against the Thunder. The Jazz are 
the underdogs by one and a half point. OKC is favored. Um, Jazz have a one plus 105 money line. OKC has negative 125. And the over under is 215 on, on my bucky. Um, 215 is, there's three games that are 215 and then two, or one game that's 215, two that's 215 and a half. So these are the, the midpoint games. Then you got the low one with the Heat Nuggets and a high one that we'll get to later. Um, but speaking of the Jazz and the Thunder, what, what do you like about this team? Uh, two, two teams that are in the bottom 10 in pace again, um, so it's slower. There is no Jokic, but there are some decent guys here. Absolutely, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head with uh, the fact that it's certainly going to be a, a fun game from a real-life perspective. But from a fantasy perspective, um, a couple guys, uh, at least from the Utah side, we, we did see, we did get a chance that they've already played one game. We have mm-hmm. seen some uh, performances post Post break and uh, Rudy Gobert at 7K is an interesting piece um, I would look at. I know he's going off against Stephen Adams, uh, but last game he put up 35 points, and and I I ex- fully expect um, to be somewhere in the high 30 point uh, from the DraftKings perspective. Um, I see him getting some some significant points and should be able to hit value. Um, Donovan Mitchell, another high usage player on the Jazz, especially with. Bogdanovich out for for the remainder of the season. He's going to be even higher usage now, and he did put up 42 uh, DK points last game, so I expect him to to hit that as well. And then from a value perspective, uh, Royce O'Neal is a guy that really stepped up for Utah um, with the absence of Bogdanovich, as I mentioned. Um, At 4,800, um, he's a guy that should be able to hit value. He's priced somewhere, I would say, um, fairly fairly well, but I still think he should be able to to exceed his value a little bit um, at that price tag. Yeah, I like that. Um, the the Gobert thing, he's going against Stephen Adams, but he is a guy that he doesn't need usage to get to get his what he does. He does the dirty work, and they both do the dirty work. Um, I like Mitchell without Bog, uh, Bo on there. Uh, Mitchell is the guy, or he was the guy, you're, but you're missing your second leading scorer on the team and your second highest usage on the team. So Mitchell is always in play, no matter who they're facing. Um, so I like that one. Two other guys that I, I like, one guy that is only 3,900, uh, I liked him in the first game, I'll like him again, is Jordan Clarkson. Until his price goes up, he's a guy that I, I will like on DraftKings a lot. Um, for 3,900, without Bohan there, he or last last game he led the team with 23 points. He played 32 minutes. Uh, this guy is probably going to play 30 minutes every game now, um, especially against the Thunder team that likes to play Chris Paul, Shy Gilgeous. Uh, butchering that name, I am the butcher. I'll just say SGA. And um, uh, now now I'm drawing a blank. I, I butchered a name. Now I'm drawing. Oh, and Schroeder. Okay, the, the butchers the butchers in prime form right now. Uh, but a, but a team that plays three guards like that, I can see easily Clarkson, Conley, and Mitchell sharing the floor uh, for a good amount of time as well. So maybe you can even bump Clarkson up to 35 minutes. At 3,900, um, he easily can top 20 points, uh, a couple assists, a couple rebounds, a couple steals. I really like that. That's one of my favorite value plays in the night. And Mike Conley, um, if you're going cheaper on a point guard, he is he's, he's not bad anymore uh, without – Without Bo on there, they need him to score, and he played pretty well last night or two nights ago. Um, and he's just a little bit better than he was early in the season. He was never that bad, but he's starting to pick his game up. Um, I wouldn't actively target him. I like the Mitchell and Clarkson better. But if you're 
if you're stuck on point or if you have the money and you're only within like five, five, six thousand left, he's not a bad guy to play for me. Uh, so how do you feel about the Thunder side? Uh, we have quite a few people that we like on the Jazz um, for their price range. There's nobody higher than Gobert at 7,000, which for an entire team doesn't have a guy over seven. <laughs> that's that's incredible value. But well, how do you feel about the Thunder? Yeah, as you mentioned, the Thunder are slight favorites in this matchup, and, and they're going up against a, a pretty solid defensive team. Um, but I do like two of the guys at the top. So I like Chris Ball at 7,400. Um, I expect him to to resume, um, especially with with their with seating being a very big factor for um, for the Thunder. I like Chris Paul to to really continue to to, to play well. Um, but a guy that I like actually more than Chris Paul even on the Thunder is uh, you mentioned uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Um, <laughs> I tried SGA, to at least as as, as, as they <laughs> mentioned as as you mentioned. Um, but at, at sub 7,000, 6,800, he's certainly a guy that I'm going to put in, in, in a great percentage of my lineups just because he's a guy that, that's a budding star in, in, in the league. And, and I think um, with this bubble format, I really expect him to, to really step up and, and really uh, perform well um, and, and re- definitely be able to exceed that price tag. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, if I'm going to play someone on the Thunder, I'm not really targeting them. I don't really against the jazz and how they slow they play. Um, it's not a team that I'm going to actively target, but if I am going to target someone, number one would be SGA um, for 6,800. That's not a bad price. He is a budding star. As you mentioned, um, it's not going to be long until this is his team. Um, and I, I like him in this matchup. He'll probably have um, either Mitchell Conley or Clarkson guarding him for the majority of the time. Uh, and Chris Paul would be my second choice. I'm not really actively targeting Chris Paul. I'm kind of staying away from the Thunder in general besides SGA if I have to play him. Um, but he is, he's is he been pretty well this late, and he, he had rest. He's, 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 he's going to be healthy and rested up to get back into this, and, and the Thunder need to win this game to, to jump up in the seating, so I like them him too. Um, but outside of that, I'm with you. There's really not any team that I want to, or any player that I really want to go against, uh, Gobert or Royce O'Neal and, and the rest of this crew. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, those are the first two games. Uh, we already broke down two games, two very good four four teams that are making the playoffs and four teams that are in the mid seating right now in the playoffs. Um, uh, very good basketball teams and very good basketball games ahead. Uh, but the next game that we're going to do is we're going to skip over the 6 p.m. game and save it for a little bit later. Uh, it's it's a juicier game, and it's a game that we wanted to save and, and get you guys pumped up for afterwards. Uh, but we're going to skip to and go right ahead to the 7 o'clock game, which is the 76ers versus the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers are underdogs by 5.5 points. The Sixers, 76ers are favored. Uh, the Pacers are a plus 195 on the court. On the money line, the Sixers are a negative 235. And the over-under is... As I mentioned, there's a lot of these, uh, 215 and a half. There's not that much news on the Sixer side, but there is quite a bit of news on the um, the Pacer side. Uh, so Oladipo is still up in the air whether he's playing or not. We don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if he's not. By the time you hear this tomorrow, hopefully you have a decision, but we might not know. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is questionable. He might not play. Uh, and we already know DeMontis Sabonis is most likely not playing for the rest of the year, uh, and at least not tomorrow um, or in this slate. So how do you feel about – let's hit the Sixers first and save this uh, 
this big, just questionable tag around the Pacers after that, because that's going to be very interesting. Who do you like on the Sixers team? And do you think they keep it close enough to where um, a lot of these guys hit their value? Yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, it's about the, the uh, DeMontis Sabonis. There's this, see, I'm, I'm butchering now. As well. uh, the I, I give that vibe off. Don't worry. <laughs> the Sabonis is certainly going to be interesting in terms of how close this game is going to be. But as listeners will start to understand, I, I'm a huge Philadelphia 76ers fan. So uh, from, from this side, uh, there's a few guys that if the game stays close, I'm really interested in. So start at the top with Embiid at 9,700. It's a very hefty price tag to pay for Embiid. However, um, with Sabonis potentially missing the game, he should have no issue getting whatever he wants um, in terms of from a defensive standpoint. So I, I, I see him, if he can exceed 30, 35 minutes, he should be able to, to hit some value. So I'll put him in, in, in a good amount of lineups. Um, what I'm really excited about is on the Sixer side is, is the, the potential switching of positions. So mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is going to be potentially starting uh, at, pa- at power forward for the first time in his NBA career. Um, and 8600 is certainly going to be interesting to take some shots um, there, considering the price tag. Um, he should be able to, to operate down low pr- pretty consistently, especially um, with the Pacers banged up uh, from that standpoint. Another guy that I was a h- huge fan of prior to the break, he really came on with Simmons injured, um, is the starting point guard, Malik Benjamin, a.k.a. Shake Milton, <laughs> um, coming out of SMU. Um, not bad for a second-round pick uh, starting uh, in the NBA again. So that, that's really exciting. And at 5600 um, that's a price tag. That's certainly uh, going to be a great GPP option to, to throw out there and, and see what he can do um, starting with, with a healthy 76ers squad. Um, so those would be my main three guys on, on the Philadelphia side. Yeah, I'm with you. Boom, ding, ding, ding. Uh, I'm with you uh, all on board on that one. Um, I think when I, when we talked earlier and I said I like someone in the price range of Jokic a little bit better, I was talking about Embiid. Uh, I think Embiid against a non-Debontis Sabonis team is going to have free reign on getting every rebound that he wants because Miles Turner isn't known for that. DeMontis Sabonis rips down boards. Uh, stealing um, a Dave Chappelle joke, rips down boards like Charles Barkley. Uh, but... Without without him there, Embiid's probably going. To, he's going to just do some work in the post. The only question about him, and same thing with Simmons, are this is this game going to be competitive? If Oladipo doesn't play, if Brogdon doesn't play, can't will will they just blow them out? But uh, if they don't, and it's within 10, 12 points, they're going to get their minutes because Brett Brown wants to see these guys gel before we get into the playoffs. Uh, last time, they didn't get as far as they wanted to last year, and they weren't gelled up. Uh, and they, didn't, they weren't gelled as a team this year. But he's hoping that these eight games before we start up, they get back together. And I know he wanted to play Embiid more minutes than he was playing prior to everything going down. Uh, so Embiid is a guy that I am actively targeting, assuming that uh, Depot and, and Brogdon or one of those two play and keep it a little closer than I think it could get out of hand. Uh, but Simmons is another guy. What a great matchup, right? Uh, you don't have Sabonis, so probably TJ Warren is going to start at power forward. You don't have that huge, massive body to go against in your first game at power forward. Uh, you have a guy who's probably smaller than you in in height-wise and, and similar weight-wise. So uh, very big win for him. And I am excited to see at 8,600 what he can do at as a, fir- as, a, as a power forward and have more shooters around them, him and Embiid, and, and just see what they can do 
in, in that scenario. Uh, Shake Milton, I'm not actively targeting him, but again, if this game gets out of hand, which which it could, then and and uh, or Depot and Brogdon don't play, then I, he gets a little bump for me because I think he'll play even if this game gets it out of hand, uh, rather than a Simmons or an Embiid would, because they do have that injury history. Awesome, but um, so we we have the Embiid and Simmons bandwagon. We're on the top two guys in this game. But let's move on to the Pacers side. Um, as I mentioned, Oladipo, Brogdon, uh, we don't know what's going on with Oladipo. He played some scrimmages, kind of. He, pl- he practiced, kind of, we think. Um, but he doesn't. we don't even know if he's going to He opted in yet. They, I, I just read earlier, we don't even know if he's, what his participation level is going to be in these games. Um, and Brogdon's questionable and Sabonis is out. So what do you make of this Pacers lineup that's beat up more now than it was when... Uh, we had this layoff. Yeah. I mean, you certainly touched on it. Uh, the Pacers have so many question marks going to this game that it's, <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have to adjust and, and coordinate our lineups, you know, up to the minute. Um, and, and thankfully there's the late swap option on DraftKings, which, which was really going to help us here. But um, uh, in terms of value, uh, if all these guys you mentioned are out, Brogdon, Oladipo, Sabonis, T.J. Warren at 5,800 is a guy that might be interesting to look at um, because they have to score at some point. Um, and, <laughs> and the Pacers, um, I think that they're going to have to lean on a guy like T.J. Warren um, at 5,800. He's priced fairly well. Um, and if the game you mentioned stays close, that could be certainly some guy that, that can really uh, be in some winning lineups if the game is close. Um, and and if, if a bunch of the point guards are out, um, I really like Aaron Holiday, and, and at 4,000 um, DraftKings uh, salary, I, I feel like he could potentially really exceed that value. Um, but outside of those guys, I wouldn't take too many shots on anyone else in the Pacers, given um, all these questionable tags going into tomorrow's matchup. Yeah, um, there is so much there I don't fully know. Um, I think, like you said, I think Warren is a safe play especially if depot and brogdon are out uh, i love i love a little me some tj warren at 5800 um take it if brogdon doesn't play his usage bumps all the way up to 31 percent, and he averages 1.07 fantasy points per minute uh, he would play 30 35 minutes assuming it's remotely close so that's huge um if oladipo doesn't play his usage is around 28%, and he averages just under one. But he's still going to play a ton of minutes, so that's all right. If they don't both don't play, he's going to be their number one option. And he never he was never shy about shooting. I can see 20 shots easily for him. Um, I don't know how many he'll make, but that's a lot of usage going around for a guy at 5,800. Um, and he's going to get some rebounds, a couple assists. He'll probably handle the ball. So I really like him. Um, you mentioned it. If Depot and Brogdon don't play, Aaron Holiday and TJ McConnell at four thousand thirty-eight become interesting guys. Uh, they they both average over a point a minute when they're off the court. Um, when Depot's off the court or Brogdon's off the court, uh, Justin Holiday you can kind of look at because someone's got to score. Uh, but for me, I really like uh, Miles Turner. I know I just made fun of him that he doesn't rebound, but he's much better with Sabonis off the court. He's been playing great in these uh, exhibition games. Uh, he's only 6,200 on DraftKings. So if I'm not paying up for a center or if he's my second center, I could live with that. I can easily, he can easily get double-digit rebounds without Sabonis there. Um, and 
depending on which guard plays and which doesn't, his usage is going to bump up. He has a 27% usage and 1.3 fantasy points per minute with no Brogdon and a 26% um, usage and 1.3 points per minute without Oladipo. So if one of those guys misses, this is a guy I'm really actively targeting and I could see him exceeding value easily. All right. Uh, so it looks like we hit those three teams. We do have a, it's funny, we have a lot of, uh, we said this before, we like a lot of value plays here. We haven't gotten to the big guys yet outside of Embiid and Simmons and uh, some guys on the Heat. You like Jokic. Um, but let's see what we can do. But before we get there, I want to talk about a couple of uh, things that are really, really going on at Hoopal and, and, and is awesome. Uh, the first one is we're with Manscaped now, and I don't know if you guys know manscaped.com but they have this new thing out there it's called the lawnmower 3.0 um and you can get it in a, a gift set as well in in the perfect package 3.0 i don't know if you have one dave but this thing is awesome uh this thing is literally a lawnmower for for grooming and i couldn't i couldn't endorse it anymore um and with that perfect package 3.0 set you also get some ball toner some ball deodorant and the nicest pair of boxers boxer briefs out there it they're so comfortable um but uh, have you tried manscape yet I, I know i think you have one but uh this thing is awesome if you if you if you don't have the the lawnmower 3.0 right now if you only have the 2.0 or the 1.0 you're gonna want to see the new upgrade yeah the 3.0 is fantastic i i couldn't be ex- more excited about how well it grooms honestly <laughs> yeah it's awesome and uh now it's my favorite time of the night um I get to talk about my bookie. So everybody, silence your cell phones. Oh, no, don't. Put up your volume way loud and say it with me, guys. Sports are back, baby. Uh, I've been waiting for this day since mid-March. And now that it's here, I've only got one thing on my mind. I've only had one thing on my mind the last couple days, and that is my bookie. Uh, my bookie is a home run, a slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all wrapped into one. And I love it. You guys will love it too, and that's all you should need to know and hear to start betting today. Uh, my bookie has up to the minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of the NBA bubble season just just happening, just kicking off, uh, there's never been a better time to start playing. Uh, with my bookie, it's easy, guys. If you bet, if you win, they pay you right there. Uh, if you're feeling good about your MLB team's chances this year, be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets before it gets too late. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on your team before the season's even begun, assuming we can finish, which is unfortunate. Um, but why stop with baseball, guys? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, that means the bubble resumption league. That means hockey. That means football, which is right around the corner as well. We're less than a month or no, we're about a little over a month before football. Wow, we are going so fast. But uh, MyBookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. Uh, There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. We have... We have basketball going on right now. We have baseball going on right now. Hockey's there. NFL is going to be right around the corner. Uh, this is crazy. This is unprecedented. And we never had all these sports going on at once, guys. So join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Let me let me say that again. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. One more time for the fans in the in in the high nosebleed seats up out in the stands. Uh, join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus. They'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. 
All you got to do is enter promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L when you're signing up and they will do that 100% match of deposit and $10 MLB future wager. So remember, guys, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. And I could tell you firsthand, my bookie is awesome, and I and I love doing it. I got paid before, uh, and I can't wait to get paid again when I cash out. Uh, I've been playing ever since the bubble came back. Ever since baseball came back, I'm just super pumped about this. Uh, so don't don't miss out this this promo right now. This promo code is fantastic, and uh, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna get your that extra money out there and and make some good bets. And don't forget to listen to our our hoopball gaming podcast and get all the greatest news and insight on how to get your money and how to win some money and, and where to put it on. Uh, but yeah, that, those are some of my favorite things and I just had to tell everybody about it. Uh, Dave, are you, are you a big better by chance? Besides uh, I DFS, am obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I definitely do enjoy throwing some, some wagers on. You mentioned the NBA slates. Now they're back and, uh, and, and MLB is back as well. So definitely enjoy throwing some action in uh, from time to time as well. And I know you said you were a Sixer fan, correct? Correct. Awesome. Um, one of my favorite bets before this kicked off, and I think it's still out there. I haven't checked. Uh, but my one of my favorite bets was putting some money on the Sixers at plus 900 to win the East. Uh, with that team, and if Simmons and Embiid could work in, in, as their, their two bigs, they can make some noise. So I, I really like that that bet there. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm, I'm assuming you're you're all over that bet. I, oh, I'm all, all over that. That was the first bet I made, so I'm I'm excited to see uh, how that plays out in the next few weeks. Awesome! So we might win some money together on my bookie, which would be fantastic. Uh, but yeah, after that, let's get back. Let's get right back into the the grind of things. Uh, we're gonna jump into. We'll jump into the game, the last game of the night, because uh, this is a very interesting game. It's at eight thirty. You have uh, a team that is favored to win it all, and a team that won it all last year. Uh, that's the L.A. Lakers versus the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the ooh, Let me see the line. I almost, I almost skipped it. The Lakers are favored by four points, so the Raptors are getting four. The Raptors are a plus 150 on the money line. Uh, the Lakers are negative 170 on the money line. And the over-under is, you guys guessed it. Uh, Dave, can you guess it? What, what do you think the over-under is? I'm just going to guess uh, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's 215 and a half, just like uh, the Sixers Pacers and a half a point different than the Jazz Thunder. Um, that's just the line of the night on my bookie, guys. And all these lines are produced by my bookie at this moment. Uh, they probably will change, but um, we'll see what happens. So as we know, the Lakers are playing without Rajon Rondo right now. They're playing without Avery Bradley. Uh, one is hurt. One has decided against playing. And the Raptors are pretty healthy. Uh, so where, what do you see in this? This is this does have the two highest guys on the on or two highest priced guys on the the slate, and we have another high priced guy in Siakam, and a couple other guys around there. But what do you? How do you feel about the Lakers Raptors? Uh, two, maybe teams that might meet in the finals, but um, very good basketball teams. Yeah, you, you mentioned it. Um, as far as the game itself, very exciting uh, matchup, as you mentioned. Potential NBA champion favorite along with the uh, defending champion. So that's that's certainly exciting. From, from the Lakers' side, 
you, you definitely mentioned that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are some two of the highest priced players on the slate. Um, and those are guys that I'm going to be looking at a little bit. Um, given, you know, given the, the over under being at 215 and, and understanding that uh, this game should stay fairly close given, um, you know, in terms of who is available for each side. Um, I, I like LeBron um, quite a bit. Uh, $10,900 is certainly very high price tag. Um, so he's a guy that I, I wouldn't be putting into a lot of my lineups, but a guy that I'll, that I'll definitely sprinkle in, um, in, 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 I would say, around 15 to 20% of my lineups. Anthony Davis is a guy that at $10,400, um, one of the highest price centers in, on this slate, and he put up 49 DraftKings points last game. A guy that uh, should be able to hit uh, 50 points DraftKings-wise um, pretty, pretty easily against the Raptors, who are a pretty, pretty good defensive team. Um, but I still think that Anthony Davis should really play well. Um, from a value perspective on the Lakers side, uh, you mentioned there's a lot of guys that are missing uh, the restart. So a guy that I, I expect to really step up, and he stepped up pretty nicely in the first game, is a guy, Kyle Kuzma, um, under, in the front court. Um, at only 4,300, um, I certainly see him as a great value play. And a guy that, that shouldn't be heavily owned um, on, on the slate, uh, given the fact that he's more, most likely going to be coming off the bench as well. So I like Kyle Kuzma quite a bit in the Lakers side. Oh, you're a Kuz guy. Um, I'm a Laker fan, actually, and uh, Kuzma is all right. I'm just uh, – I wish we traded him instead of everybody else. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Lakers are – they're the 12th – fastest team in the league the Raptors are 14th but the Lakers are LeBron James the Lakers are Anthony Davis everybody else gets what is left over uh Kuzma had a pretty good game last night or the other night I'm not really looking to get get him because the Raptors are one of the best uh defending teams in the league and especially uh, at defending three-pointer um and that makes me not really want Danny Green and I think everybody after Kuzma who gets the third highest usage it's really a toss-up on, on who's going to go off that night. Uh, Deion Waiters had a pretty good game. He looked like he's engaged playing basketball again for once. Uh, Alex Caruso played pretty well in the fourth quarter, uh, but then maybe tonight or tomorrow it's uh, J.R. Smith or or someone of that nature that gets it. To me, I, I only really want to look at LeBron or AD on this slate because there's so many games. Um, and if I'm going to look at one, slightly with LeBron with the better matchup. Uh, Anthony Davis, they might throw uh, Siakam at him. They might throw uh, Ibaka at him, Marc Gasol. He can eat all of them up. But um, I, I like LeBron against uh, OG pretty much a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, uh, to be honest, I don't know if they're going to fully play this game. So if you're looking at the standings, the Lakers pretty much have the number one seed locked up after beating the Clippers last night. They All they need to do is win one game the rest of the restart or have the Clippers lose one game or have the Nuggets lose one game. Uh, their magic number, if you didn't get it after that, is one, whether they win or one of those two teams lose. So they're, they're, they're locked in for that number one seed. So to me, I don't know if they really want to play LeBron James 35 minutes a game or Anthony Davis 35 minutes a game. But on the flip side to that, they are playing against Toronto. So if they want to make a statement, this is the game to make the statement, and then you could kind of ease in everybody afterwards uh, when, when the 
schedule gets a little lighter. Uh, so th- that's something I'm going to keep an eye on with LeBron and AD. If I hear anything about maybe they're going to uh, curb their minutes and get everybody else on the same page so when they get to the playoffs. But if I don't hear any of that, I'm definitely going to target one of those two guys, especially since we throw out a lot of value plays and we're going to have a lot of money left over for one of these big guys. Um, but how do you feel about the the Raptors? Because there are some solid value on the Raptors as well. Yeah, you definitely mentioned it, uh, given the Lakers standing. But I think in, in their mind, they're going to be showing, uh, the, I think, the whole NBA world and, and putting everyone on notice uh, <laughs> in this game in terms of, of just how formidable they're going to be, even with LeBron James's freshly shaved gray beard and all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I certainly think uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch for sure. And and from the Raptor side, ironically, I only like one guy in particular on the Raptor side, and, and he's not much of a value play, but it's Pascal Siakam um, at eighty four hundred, uh, a, a price tag that that's somewhat comfortable given his, his potential for for really playing well. And if this matchup stays close. I really like him to exceed value. But what I'm really excited about when we're talking about Siakam is he's potentially going to be playing also a new position um, in this restart at small forward. Um, so that should be very interesting to see how he can adjust at small forward. And, and given his skill set, I think it's only going to open up his abilities to, to really play um, more of that versatile kind of role um, on the Raptors. And it's going to help them go a long way. So I like Siakam quite a bit on, on the Raptors side. Nice. Um, yeah, I kind of, there's a couple people I like on the Raptors, but not too, too much. Um, Siakam would be at the top of the list, uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, uh, he's averaging 1.17 fantasy points per minute with 29% usage, but we'll see. It it could change now that he's playing a a different position. He's going to be out more on the wing. Uh, they'll probably give him a little bit more ball handling responsibilities. Speaking of ball handling, I, for 8,000, it's a little steep for me, uh, but if I have the money left over, I'll look towards Kyle Lowry. I was hoping he was more about 772 because then that would be really value play for me. 8000 it's a little pricier for my range, um, but I think this matchup fits him well, and that's why I was hoping that it was a little lower. Um, if he's going to be – people are going to guard him like Alex Caruso, maybe Dion Waiters, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. He can easily get some buckets on them, and uh, he's not afraid to shoot from downtown, so he would be a guy that I'm looking at. But again, it all depends on my price budget afterwards because that 8000 was a little higher than I expected. Um, another guy I'm looking at is – very low, uh, Marcus All. If I'm I'm digging in the bargain bin for bargain bin for centers, I do like a couple centers more than him. But if I start paying up elsewhere, uh, Marcus All is a guy that I'll, I would look at in this matchup. I don't think he's gonna um, be too bad, but for 4,500, I think he can easily exceed value there uh, in this matchup against Javal McGee and, and Dwight Howard. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much what I'm looking for here as well. Not too many people, um, but. They do have some value. I just wished I wish Siakam or I wish Lowry was a little lower price. He would bump up for me higher than Siakam. But uh, for Siakam for four hundred extra, I like that there. Uh, so yeah, we're on the last game of the night, guys. Uh, our fifth game of the slate, and this is the game that we save for last because it is the highest over under on the night. It is the most exciting one on the night. Uh, we have a bunch of really good matchups. Obviously, when when, you're, when we're in the bubble and uh, 16 teams of 22 make it, you're going to have some really good matchups, but we don't have any clinkers in here. 
um, except for maybe the Pacers if everybody sits. But this game is going to start at 6 p.m., a little earlier than the Sixers-Pacers and, and Lakers-Raptors. Uh, is the Pelicans versus the Clippers. The Clippers are favored by five points. Uh, as we know, Lou Williams will not be here because of chicken wings. Um, <laughs> Montrezl Harrell will not be playing. He's still not ready uh, to get back and cleared from the bubble or in the bubble. Um, but Patrick Beverly played last night. And let's look. Uh, the money line is plus 175 for the Pelicans, who desperately need this win after losing, after blowing it to the Jazz. They were up by as many as 16. The Clippers are negative 210 on the money line, and the over-under is the highest of the night at 226.5, which is a full 11 points higher than the second-closest matchup. Um, the the Pelicans are fairly healthy. The only question I would say is, is Zion, is, is, he, is they going to unleash him? Do they want to make the playoffs, or do they just want to – have him for his career. Um, but besides that, that's all there is on the on the Pelicans. So what do you got for me on the Pelicans, Dave? Um, to me, I love the Pelicans. They're super exciting. Yeah, you definitely mentioned it. it it's super exciting when, when I have in my notes uh, five <laughs> Pelicans, and none of them are actually Zion Williamson. So that, that's, something, that, that's, that's certainly <laughs> something to, to look at. But uh, for, for me, um, given Zion's uncertainty and and potentially being on a limits, minutes limit. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Drew Holiday, 8,200, a guy that is a plug-and-play. Um, pretty much anytime he plays, especially in this matchup, I know he's got a tough matchup potentially with Patrick Beverly, but I, I still expect him to, to be pretty valuable and, and should be able to, to, to exceed value fairly consistently. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 7,800. Another guy, sub-8,000. He's been playing really well, um, and he showed it again last game as well. I know he's going to have a tougher matchup against the Clippers, but um, he should be able to, to get his shots. Um, and that's a guy that, that I'll look at in a lot of my lineups as well. Lonzo Ball, another one, 7,700. <laughs> yeah, Lonzo himself, although autocorrected on mine, at Gonzo Ball. So that's, that's something to look at. Um, but... Um, the autocorrection and all, I, I definitely like him as well. Um, he should be a guy that, that should be pretty uh, pretty valuable. And then if you're going to go value-wise, you mentioned a couple guys. Josh Hart, 3,900, is a guy that really played well last game. And, and he's certainly showing that um, in the second unit, he really thrives well on, on this Pelicans roster. And he's a guy that, that should be able to, to exceed 3,900 um, pretty, pretty – um, confidently from that standpoint and then finally jj reddick uh former sixer i had to throw that in there um, <laughs> 3500 um and last game he put up 30 DraftKings points if he gets hot from from deep he's a guy that can exceed value he's another guy that's definitely gonna be more boomer bust but i like him as well from the pelican side awesome and this is probably the um well, we were right on the money on the Heat. We liked those two guys and, and switched. But I'm pretty much almost on the same boat on you with you on all of the Pelicans. Uh, I love Drew Holiday in this matchup at 8,200. That's really good. Uh, they're going to play. Uh, the Pelicans play at the third highest pace just under the, the Timberwolves, and the Clippers pay at the, play at the eighth highest pace. Uh, this matchup suits Drew Holiday tremendously. Uh, and he's either going to have Reggie Jackson or probably Patrick Beverly on him. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned Lonzo Ball. Lonzo to me is, I love Lonzo Ball. Uh, 
I really wish they they kept him or Ingram now. Uh, I always wanted that. I wanted to get rid of Kuzma, but Alonzo uh, Ball. To me, his his value is tied into Zion Williamson, and I say that because he's playing when Zion is on the court with him. Lonzo, Zo, the good ball brother, is playing the best basketball of his career. They just gel together really well. Uh, they see, they had they have a unspoken connection on the court where they just play off each other much better. Um, but if Zion is limited, then I'm going to slightly downgrade Zo, but because he is 7,700, that is expensive. I'd rather just pay the $500 more uh, to get Drew Holiday. Um, I I really like Zion. I know you didn't say him. He put him on your list, but for 7,500, if I know he's going to get minutes, if they want to make the playoffs, they need to win this game. So it's up to them whether they want to risk his future, kind of, not really, or get get in this playoffs now, or just wait till next year to really make something. Uh, if they can lift that minutes limit, Zion is going to be in a tremendous matchup. Uh, this, both these teams can go small. They might put Zion at the the five with Marcus Morris on him or something. And there is not a guy on the on the Clippers team that can match this guy's size size on size. Um, I think he still is on a minutes limit. I don't know how big it's going to be, but uh, that will. That will curb my my love for Zion a little bit in, in this game. Um, J.J. Redick and Josh Hart, you mentioned both of them. The Clippers can go small. They don't have Harrell. Zubox really uh, not going to play too many minutes. Joakim Noah doesn't suit this matchup. Uh, so I see them going small. And if, if both teams go small, J.J. Redick and Josh Hart will get more minutes. And they can both... Uh, play very good. Josh Hart's probably the best rebounding guard in the league. J.J. Redick, as we saw the other night and the last couple scrimmages, gets hot all the time. Uh, as for Brandon Ingram, I like Brandon Ingram. He's, he, I like Drew Holiday more than him at 400 more, and that's because um, getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as your defensive matchups or matching up on you, I, just, I would rather not steer that way because those are two of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He could still put up numbers, but I'd rather fade him for that for that reason. Um, but if I ha- if I have the money and I'm there, I maybe look at him. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much on the same. Just switch Zion and and Ingram around, and we have everybody else that we we like with Drew leading the pack. Uh, but how do you feel about the Clippers? Another team that has some some pro- solid pricing out there, uh, and two other big guys, Hero and Williams, are out again. Yeah. You definitely mentioned that uh, on the Clippers side, actually, instead of the five guys I mentioned on the Pelicans on my side, I actually like only two guys in the Clippers, and that's the two the two big guns on the Clippers <laughs> right now. Um, it's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Kawhi Leonard, eight nine hundred, sub nine thousand. Anytime you can get Kawhi Leonard, sub nine thousand is a guy that's that's rounding into playoff form um, and should be able to to easily exceed value at that price tag. So I'm going to put him in a good amount of lineups. And my favorite play of the entire slate, um, just based on value and how the form he's been putting up in the last game and scrimmage, is Paul George. You mentioned 7900 is a kind of an egregious price tag for, for Paul George, especially in this matchup against the Pelicans, who, who barely play defense. Um, so the last game he put up 47 DraftKings points. I think he should be able to hit that pretty easily. Um, in this matchup, and especially at a paced up uh, type of game um, with this over-under uh, so high. I, I love Paul George as my favorite play of the entire slate. Yeah, I think uh, we shared notes on this one because Paul George is mine as well. Uh, at 7,900, you mentioned it. Uh, I, I said why I don't like Brandon Ingram. 
because he's going to be guarded by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Well, Paul George is only $100 more than Brandon Ingram. He's only $200 more than Lonzo Ball. Um, that's for a guy who's completely healthy right now. They were saying it before the resumption started. He looked fantastic the other night um, on that, that that game. He's he's one of the top 15 players in the league when he's healthy. 7900 we're getting him at the discount that's probably not going to last long. So sign me up, especially in this matchup. Um, he, I just really like that price. And yeah, Kawhi Leonard at 8900 You mentioned anytime you can get him sub 900 that's a really good play. Um, I like Paul George more because you keep $1,000. But Kawhi Leonard's not too shabby himself, and he's one of the best, handful of best players in the NBA. Sub 9000 uh, that's a extremely good price for me as well. Uh, two under-the-radar guys if you want to play, because this is going to be a fast-paced matchup. This is the highest over-under on the night. Um, would be, for me, Reggie Jackson again. With no Lou Williams, he's probably going to start again. And at 4100 uh, I expect a better showing against a, a worse a faster paced team and a worse defensive team against the, uh, in the, in the Pelicans. So I expect a little bit better numbers than he put. He had 10.6 boards and four assists. I can see a little bit bump in there and four, 4,000. He can easily return value. And another guy, um, that I'm not huge on, but if I need to, to dig in the bargain bin again, Marcus Morris, I expect better than what he did, um, the other night. And, uh, he's probably going to play a lot of four and five as well, because both teams can go small. But yeah, I, we're on the the Paul George uh, bandwagon in this one for seventy nine hundred. It's only a matter of time before it gets bumped up to eighty five, ninety thousand, or nine thousand. Awesome. Uh, so we hit all five games, Dave. Uh, is there anything that you want to tell the listeners before we leave? Um, any last minute thoughts? Any last minute things that changed? Uh, anything that you want them to keep in mind before we get back? No, I, I think we, we got through everything. Um, just excited NBA's back. And these, these should be some exciting games to definitely watch. So I hope everyone uh, gets their popcorn ready to watch <laughs> some, some exciting matchups. Awesome. And, and Dave, tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter uh, if they're not already fo- following you right now, which they should be, guys. You should be. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at dmank33. Um, for, for all your, your Twitter questions. Awesome. Yep. And um, you can find me at, at Santino Cocon if you're not already doing that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, as you said, get your popcorn ready because these are going to be some exciting games all day, all Saturday. Uh, from 1 o'clock all the way to 8.30, we have games tipping off, and it's going to be a fun one. Um, but for myself and for Dave, uh, thank you guys for joining our another edition of um, Hoopball DFS today. And don't forget to continue to check out all of our amazing stuff that we got going on. Uh, we just had a site overhaul. We have some podcasts dropping all the time. Um, all team podcasts dropping our, our sports betting podcast dropping all the time. Fantasy NBA today's um, with Dan Bespris, the great Dan Bespris, I should say. Uh, we're doing a lot of great things over here. So continue to check us out. Don't forget about manscaped.com and Hoopball and promo code Hoopball20 and Definitely don't forget about uh, my bookie with Hoopball, our promo code Hoopball. Uh, so that's it for tonight, and hope you guys, uh, hopefully, you can win some cash tonight. Uh, but have a good one and stay safe.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.